For the last year or so, with, you know, just depending on how long time has gone, we've been asking, what does RPGs mean to us, right? We, we've had these conversations about how we get emotionally attached to the different games that we play and, and how they kind of reflect who we are. Uh, this show will supplement it with this other show, Level Select, done by Robert Beach, which is <laughs> one of my favorite shows that we do. Um, it, it very brings so much of a personal level of these different things with us. And it would be very easy for us to kind of throw these things out and put it out here without any kind of reflection of what really means something to us. Now, with this being Labor Day and this kind of being a, a little bit of a, of a, of a thank you for uh, not having an episode up for about two weeks, uh, I kind of wanted to share a little bit more about myself and the RPGs that kind of made me. So this is a very personal grind forever. It won't be the longest, but it will be definitely uh, one that's more about me. I didn't grow up knowing what an RPG was. Now, I'm not saying that I hadn't played role-playing games or I hadn't been inundated, but I didn't really have an issue of looking at an RPG. They were games that really didn't interest me or I just didn't understand. I, I remember being eight years old and picking up Quest 64 and playing it and not having no, having no idea what to do with it. It was a genre that really didn't define me or didn't say what I wanted. I, I wanted to play, well, fighting games or games where I could punch people. Things that I could look at and, and understand exactly where it was. But RPGs were always around my life. One of the first games I actually remember seeing played was Zelda 2 when I was in Germany. And my mom was over at one of her friend's house and they had it on in on the TV screen. And I, I remember looking at this game and not knowing what it was. My mom, who had been playing games since before I was born, got really into Illusion of Gaia, another game that it, it looked like other games, but it was definitely a little bit different. So my path towards RPGs were there, but I, I just never really got a chance to get into them. That was until I got into the seventh grade. See, we, we focus a lot of Pokemon on this show, but it's for a good reason. Pokemon was my gateway drug, not Final Fantasy VII, which I had seen a year earlier. Um, and remember asking my friend Dante Chapman, does Cloud really need a sword that strong? To which he replied, yeah, yeah, he does. But it wasn't until Pokemon came out where I, I saw this game where it was this thing where I could collect different creatures and there's a very different way of fighting and instead of kind of the chess of countering an, a, an attack with somebody playing a game or making sure that you're throwing the enemy into the right area so you can go over it was a chess move of okay well I'm going to use this move and it may set up this other move or they may they might recover so how do I move forward to that it was a different grind and I fell head over heels granted not owning the game because when I asked my father uh, who usually would buy me video games when I asked him for Pokemon his response was yeah that's a kids game 
I'm not getting you that. Granted, I've now put in probably over 800 hours into the different Pokemon franchise, so my dad really didn't know what a kid's game was, or maybe I'm just a kid at heart. But at the end, I was still able to kind of pull information and, and, and grab what I could from that game, and it started a boulder roll to other games in that genre. Fast forward to a year later, now I'm in ninth grade. Uh, well, I guess that would be two years later. I'm in ninth grade, and I, I, I get what is essentially an emulator pack. And my buddy was like, well, you've heard of Final Fantasy, but have you played all the Final Fantasy games? Well, I hadn't, and I kind of had started to dip my toe into the Final Fantasy field, and then it hit me. He was like, well, have you ever played this game? That was done with the art from Akira Toriyama. Now, if you guys listen to our shows, you know I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z, uh, as well as with Dylan. So, Dragon Quest and anything with Akira Toriyama, I was definitely on board for. But there was this game called Chrono Trigger that I played, and it blew me away. See, at, at this age, I was trying to figure out who I was, which everyone does around 13, 14 years old, right? You want to know who exactly you are? And in playing that game, it was a game about identity. You have characters who are trying to figure out who they are or how they are able to recognize, you know, where they're supposed to be. You have people taking on false identities, multiple people, actually. Uh, you have people who are trying to figure out where they are in their society. And that's something that really resonated with me at that age. Quite frankly, it's something that resonates with me now as you still try to figure out who you are, but that game really spoke to me in a certain way. Now, I could use this bot to talk about how sweeping music also plays into it and how themes also kind of go into it, but the, the guttural thing about playing an RPG was it was able for me to make an, make an escape. Well, yes, the stories that came through on some of those games really hit me hard. Like, Mother 3 is one of my favorite games, not because the gameplay is particularly tight, which it is, um, but it's because the story that's told in there is so great. And once you've invested 80 hours into a game, and then you have, which is probably the most significant ending to any game, you get enraptured by it, and you fall in love. But it was also those instances where I could put myself and I can focus myself into those games that, quite frankly, it made me enjoy being in a role-playing system. I remember picking up Mass Effect 2. Uh, having played through Mass Effect 1 a little bit, but really hating the Mako and not enjoying how I played on Xbox 360. And I just remember my buddy Lewis raving about how great Mass Effect was. And eventually I was just looking at him like, I don't think it could be that good. Like, how, how can a game that, that didn't have these set, you know, battle functions that I'm used to, that's, that looks like essentially a shooter, be any fun? But it was taking those systems and kind of flipping them and letting me, well, be Shepard, that put me into where I wanted to be. Now, I've also made fun of how Mass Effect 2 ends because you end up fighting a goddamn Terminator T T-1000. But it, at the end of the day, it was the journey. And I think that's what 
we love about RPGs is the reason why I have such a fondness for the Persona games. Because as a journey, they take you all around the world. But then at the end, you get a conclusion. But it's not the conclusion that makes you feel fulfilled, but it was that journey of learning who these characters were, learning who you are, essentially. It goes back again to identity. A lot of these games give you an opportunity to play them as you would like to, right? You can play all these different games as an asshole if you want to, or you can play all these games as the world's greatest saint, but at the end of the day, you're playing those games as you would want to play them. And that's what really hits me about an RPG. A lot of the times, how you play that game, it is instinctively how you'd want to play it. Now, there are people who use these instances to play a perfect run of one way. And usually when you break a game open, you do that. But that first initial time when you hit start and you're given the choice, that is what takes you to that next level. That is what involves you in there. Now, this show is called Grind Forever because we love that grind. But I want you to remember this. While you are grinding, remember how it takes you. Remember how you feel. Remember that moment of you looking into that game and you putting yourself there. Remember you being that kid and you go into the Grenadia Fair for the first time and you run into Nadia at the fair. Remember how that made you feel. Remember, that feeling is what we love about these games. Is what we love about planning in 100 hours into a Dragon Quest game. Or that we talk about Tales of the Bestaria. Or games like Tales of, uh, Tales, of, Tales of Arcadia. The reason why Fantasy Star 2 is loved beyond from everyone. The reason why World of Warcraft is still one of the biggest games ever played. It is taking those times to attack those sheep to get the higher level on, on a on a small insignificant item or picking up that game to find out which combination best breaks it it's about experiencing Mario in a new way you've never seen whether it be paper or just an RPG style it's about taking Sonic and having the team that created Mass Effect also create a brand new experience that you can enjoy Sonic forevermore See, the RPG is what's tremendous about games because it, it's everything and it's anything. It can be doing a high fantasy adventure. It could be going into space and, and taking on the brand new frontier. Or it could just be acting as a college football coach, taking your favorite college team to a national championship. The evolution of the RPG is great. And where we come from with this system is also what makes it good. And tabletop has now become a bigger thing. We are living in the golden age. So let us continue to do that. And continue the grind forevermore. I am T. LeVar Foster. This has been me kind of talking about my love for RPGs. Thank you. There's a new level select coming out later on this week, and keep that grind forever. Bye.